You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. This is Women to Watch. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. It is for those frightened children who want peace. It is for those voiceless children who want change. Be inspired by women from across the globe who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Now, here's the owner, founder, and host of Women to Watch, Sue Rocco. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another week of Women to Watch. My name is Sue Rocco, and it's always great to be back. We have a great show for you this evening, and in just a moment, I will be joined by two actually very special guests this evening, Jessica Borden and Anya Profumo, who are the co-founders of Sidecar Pictures, which is a woman-owned production company uh, based on the West Coast. And in addition to their backgrounds, we'll be learning about a brand new mobile app that's under development um, that they are working on for women. So we're going to have a lot of great things to talk about. Be sure to stay with us during the breaks where you'll hear from our exclusive watch team of on-air contributors bringing you news and inspiration from their various industries across health, finance, law, military, technology, marketing, and the nonprofit sector. And don't forget to download the podcast so you never miss a show um, and sign up for our newsletter so you can see who's coming up next. And you can do all of that by visiting womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net, N-E-T. So now I'm very excited and honored to welcome to the show again, Jessica Borden and Anya Profumo from uh, Sidecar Pictures. Welcome to the show, ladies. 
Hi. Thank you for having us. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. Um, and just so the listeners know, we do, we have two guests and, and, um, they're both calling from the West Coast. So we'll try to do our best to clarify who's speaking, uh, when. I'm kind of excited to, to, for this interview because, um, I think what's interesting is you both come from very different backgrounds, but ended up doing the very same thing. And, um, I thought I, you know, would start with Jessica who um, I understand you were born and raised in the rural town of Scranton, PA, which I've actually been to numerous times. I have family there. Um, And you described those growing up years um, as rural, (laughs) I'll say, and having parents, parents with two very different sets of household rules. Tell me a little bit about that and what, and what you mean. Yes. Well, I, actually, I was born in Scranton, but I'm actually from even more rural, about an hour north of Scranton, uh, originally from rural route number two. Um, <laughs> so very, very remote. Um, yes, it, it was different. So my parents got divorced when I was two, and my mom uh, had a really strong uh, belief system, very Christian, and she was a teacher and single mom. I have two older sisters. And then my dad is actually a criminal defense attorney, and he, uh, you know, kind of swore off all things religion, had struggled with some alcoholism, stuff like that. And so it would be two different worlds. You know, on one hand, we'd be at my mom's having one set of rules, you know, no TV, very um, conservative, maybe even a bit sheltered. And then we would go to my dad's, and it was like, ooh, TV, what's going on here? And what's, you know, kind of... uh, (laughs) It, it was, it, it made for, I guess it was a little confusing, but also I feel like it split my view into two different things. Like very early on, I was able to see things are not exactly one way. You know, I mm-hmm. can kind of differentiate, um, the two, you know, that there's different perspectives on things. Um, and I think it kind of shaped my imagination and stuff like that. Do you find... Do you see um, a little bit of both your mom and dad in you as you've gotten older and how you kind of go about um, your own decisions and choices in life? Absolutely. That's yes. It's interesting because my parents are so different and I see that completely within myself. I am very, uh, you know, fiery and um, a very hard worker and, you know, I will never give up, which is very much my dad, but also the never giving up kind of fits in with my mom as well, because she really had to overcome a lot. And I feel like, uh, you know, at first glance, my dad gets all the credit for being such a uh, intense kind of go-getter. And really my mom was sort of a steady Eddie staying rock, like persevering, never giving up. And I definitely have that. Um, And I, I do think somewhere within me, I have that really kind, philanthropic, loving heart for justice that my mom has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would like to think I have the best of both of them. It's certainly, I try to wield it into being that, I guess I could, uh, find the negative traits, but I, I choose to look at the positive and, um, see how that has shaped who I've become. And I think it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Anya, um, I understand you were born and raised in California and raised by very, uh, I'll say creative and spirited parents and 
how did that um, contribute to your childhood? And you described it a little bit as both artistic and tumultuous. Yeah, I mean, both my parents uh, were kind of these self-described bohemians. Like, my mom was a, a prima ballerina, and she toured with a dance company. She also did a lot of, like, modern dance and belly dancing and, like, all these, like, world beat type of dancing. And my dad was my dad was born in Tunisia, um, so culturally he's very different than at least all my friends' parents were. And, you know, he plays, like... <laughs> He plays, like, the tabla and the xylophone and, like, these very eclectic instruments. And um, they met touring on some show and fell in love and, like, lived this fabulous hippie lifestyle for a while and then moved to the States. And I think um, that's when things kind of, like, got a little more on the tumultuous end just because of the cultural shock for my father. Okay. Hold on to that. Um, We will pick it up when we come back from the break. Stay with us to hear from our watch team. We'll be right back. Now, the women to watch. Marketing Watch. Hi, everyone. I'm Lynn Falconio, Chief Marketing Officer of Publicis Health for Women to Watch Marketing Watch. In addition to the COVID-19 pandemic, this year has highlighted structural inequities, social disparities, and brought about a much-needed racial reckoning in America. All of us have a role to play in fighting systemic racism. For those of us in advertising and marketing, it means putting our money where our mouth is. The United States is the largest ad market in the world, where marketers spend nearly $250 billion annually to deliver content that influences decision-making and shapes culture. Some of the most visible and impactful culture makers are social media influencers, supported by nearly $15 billion in media spend for many of the world's largest companies. This content is being consumed at an astonishing clip. According to Nielsen, the average U.S. adult spends more than 11 hours a day listening to, watching, reading, or generally interacting with media. We spend nearly half our lives consuming content that shapes our view of reality. As marketers tasked with making that content and distributing it in media, we must understand the responsibility we have to ensure those messages are diverse and inclusive. Inclusive marketing means the people represented in the marketing messages, as well as the channels they're distributed in, reflect the diversity of the world we live in. Beyond being the right thing to do, inclusive marketing drives growth. 43% of the 75 million millennials in the U.S. identify as African-American, Hispanic, or Asian, which means if a brand doesn't have a multicultural strategy, it doesn't have a growth strategy either. 2020 has demonstrated we have a long way to go when it comes to inclusion. But when we recognize that diversity and, and inclusion is everyone's responsibility, like everything in life, we can go farther when we go together. Until next time, I'm Lynn Falconio for Marketing Watch. Now the women to watch. Legal Watch. 
This is Nicole Hittner at Ballard Spar Law Firm for Legal Watch. Listen, research results are coming at us right now from all angles on how the pandemic has disproportionately affected women-owned businesses. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce even put out a special report on women-owned small businesses during COVID-19, with the bottom line being that women-owned small businesses have less optimistic revenue projections and investing plans and hiring expectations when compared to male-owned small businesses. Their report's based on research spread across the U.S. and in multiple industries. This is the time for us to pull together and help each other. Their investment resources, business counseling, and strategic partners willing to lend a hand and give these businesses the runway to succeed. And, as Kennedy famously said, every American is made better off whenever any one of us is made better off. A rising tide raises all boats. The attorneys at Ballard absolutely believe this to be true, and I want to remind all the Women to Watch listeners of our Entrepreneur Legal Relief Program. We're uniquely situated to help the struggling women-owned businesses referenced in the Chamber of Commerce report. Success for your business venture is within your grasp. Reach out to me and we can give you a hand. This is Nicole Hittner at Ballard Spar for your Legal Watch, and we have the tools and connections to help. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Welcome back to the show. I'm speaking with Jessica Borden and Anya Profuma this evening, and they're founders of Sidecar Pictures, and also uh, developing a very exciting app for women called The Fix, which we'll talk about in in just a few minutes. Anya, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of finish up your um, description of your upbringing and, um, and really what kind of led to your own artistic curiosity. Um, which eventually I should mention, the two of you both are also actors. Yeah, so I was saying both my parents were artists. So so growing up, we had a lot of, there was a lot of music. There was a lot of dance. There was a lot of great movies. My dad had gone to film school in France. And like, we just, we had a lot of that around us. It was very inspirational to me. And they both tried very hard to keep their artistic visions alive after they started a family. I mean, they they kind of had to give up some of their dreams, which was part of the hard part of growing up because seeing them having to kind of like deal with that reality was, was hard to watch. Mm. Uh, But it definitely inspired me to be incredibly artistic. I mean, they sent me to a Waldorf school and so my life was filled with like crafts and drawing and running outdoors and making beeswax candles and like having fairs and there was just plays after play after play so I got a lot of that stuff ingrained in me very young this is very normal like when I met a child who like didn't know how to draw it was bizarre to me um (laughs) so that was uh, a very very wonderful part of my childhood I didn't get a lot of the more structured uh, elements of growing up you know I, I like please don't ask me to do anything having to do with math or science but um I could certainly like shade something for you, but um, (laughs) it it led me to, it led me to just like, I just loved to be artistic and express myself. And my parents were very encouraging about that and like would watch me and my sister and my brother, like put on these ridiculous plays and like, they just, they were very supportive of that. I mean, I think they were a little trepidatious of it as, as I got older and decided not to go to college and did all those scary decisions (laughs) that, people who want to be actors uh make but in the end it it turned out for the best so i'm very grateful for my for my upbringing and jessica can you tell me the story of how the two of you met 
Yes. So uh, I had moved to Los Angeles uh, after school, after college, and I, uh, Anya and I were in the same acting class, and we had kind of just been passing ships in the night for several years, and then about five years into kind of being acquaintances, we became friends and sort of commiserated over how hard it is to be an actor and how we kept on hearing to make your own stuff, but not, we didn't really know what that meant. So we sort of just dove in and decided to make our own stuff and after uh, make our own project. And after, you know, failure upon failure, we sort of found our way and um, realized we had a knack for writing. This is about 10 years ago now. And uh, we came up with some ad campaigns for Uber and like some spec commercials. And they were found by someone along with a short film and they put us on a retainer to develop for them, which was a mobile app. And that's how Sidecar Pictures was born forever ago, just by, you know, two little actors deciding to do it themselves and staying the course. Is that right on you? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, we just, we like both didn't really know what we were doing, but we knew that we like really liked spending time together and that we <laughs> create, like we created things really well together. We just kind of were very different, but it somehow comes together in this like perfect recipe. And we just kept, doing it because we didn't put pressure on ourselves about it we were just like doing it because we loved doing it and it and it actually ended up paying off really really well and would you say the the motivation in addition to kind of recognizing that you both um work well together wanted to produce you know better programming and content that there's also this desire um to really bring more programming and content for women. I mean, you, you both have an insider's view of, um, you know, what's been happening in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and how, how important it is to you to, to produce for women in particular. And, and I would say why, and, and maybe, um, Anya, you can speak to that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I will say one of the, the greatest things about uh, my friendship with Jessica and about working with Jessica, it was, it was like one of the first times I was working with another female in the where I did not feel like there was any competition. Like I felt like, oh my God, this woman really wants to make something wonderful with me, is super supportive of me and like is not trying to like ooh, steal some role that she finds out like I had an audition for. And I was like, this can work. I don't know why this has to be the norm that women are out there trying to cut each other down. And when we came together, what we made together was so much it, the, it had such such more legs on it because we were like a support keeping each other up so mm-hmm. that's what I really love about women producing for each other is that when we kind of you know get in a pod together there's no need for any of this like fighting we can we can really we can really go far together and that was what, one of my favorite things about producing staying within women supporting each other and, and if I if I can jump in on that, Anya, I, the the truth is it, it's a, you know a wonderful phrase now, women supporting women. But when it comes into practice, what does that really look like? And sometimes that means you as a, a woman need to step back and have the role of actually supporting someone else. Which brings to Sue your question of what is the importance of having programming for women, which is a lot of times stuff is created for women by men and men have wonderful viewpoints and they, their voices need to be heard. However, I, I don't think any man can tell me what is best for me. And I don't think I, as a woman can say what's right for everyone. I think the important factor is 
listening to, you know, I and I, two white women can't say, this is what every woman wants, but we can have ears to hear and say, this is what we want. This is what we like. Now, what would you like in turn? How can we serve you? And I think um, a lot of the programming currently can be cliche and a bit glib, which sometimes is great, but um, I think there needs to be some diversification in who creates it, how it's created, and also, um, as I mentioned, listening to what what is needed and how, how to provide that. Right. Listen, we're going to go into our second break. When we come back, I want to talk about The Fix. Stay with us. I'm talking to Jessica Borden and Anya Perfuma this evening, the founders of Sidecar Pictures. We'll be right back. Now, the women to watch, Military Watch. Hello, I'm Carol Eggert, Senior Vice President of Military and Veteran Affairs at Comcast NBC Universal. Today is a somber day for many in the military community as we recognize Gold Star Mothers and Families Day. Beginning in 1936, our nation recognized the last Sunday of September as Gold Star Mothers Day. In 2012, it was amended to include the recognition of all family members who lost someone while serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. There are many different groups that make up the broader military community, but it's the families of the fallen that face some of the greatest challenges. Last year, we launched separate communities within our Veterans Network Employee Resource Group, including a program for colleagues who identify as Gold Star family members. Our hope is to enable these teammates to remember and celebrate their lost loved ones with other like-minded employees. We all share in their grief. I want to highlight a Gold Star mom at our company who channeled her grief into creating a legacy to honor her late son. Cynthia Garcia, an employee at NBC Universal owned Telemundo, lost her son Adam while he was serving in Iraq in 2006. As a way to celebrate his memory, Cynthia championed the idea to create a special child-friendly section called Adam's Corner at a Fisher House near our home in Dallas, Texas. Fisher Houses offer a free place for family members to stay while their loved ones receive treatment at military and VA hospitals. When Cynthia approached our company's Veterans Network Employee Resource Group about helping to set up more Adams Corners, the company was quick to give her the support she needed. I'm proud to say that the Comcast NBC Universal support for this Gold Star mom has resulted in more than 10 Adams Corners throughout the country. Today, we think of people like Cynthia as they honor the memory of their lost loved ones and continue a family dedication of service to our country. Since 1858, Mount St. Joseph Academy has been educating girls to be leaders, founders, and independent thinkers. Students are taught to be collaborative, courageous, compassionate, confident, and spiritual. In this student-centered environment, the young women are transformed by recognizing their own potential and are encouraged to use it to make a difference in the world. To learn more about Mount St. Joseph Academy, go to www.msjacad.org or call 215-233-3177. That's msjacad.org or 215-233-3177. Now, the women to watch, Nonprofit Watch. I am Dr. Nakia Owens, Managing Director of Financial Empowerment at United Way of Greater Philadelphia in Southern New Jersey. 
This evening, I'm excited to share a little bit more about the United Way. And as I thought about how best to present an almost 100-year-old organization, I thought about United Way's existence. United Way exists because of listeners like you who care deeply about their communities and desire to make positive change in and outside their communities. Thousands of individuals year after year join United Way to give of their time, their talent, and resources. And the collective efforts have given life to children, individuals, families, and communities by improving lives impacted by poverty. These efforts have truly made transformative and measurable change. And while we still have a long way to go to put a dent in poverty, I am hopeful because each year thousands of individuals continuously commit themselves to join United Way in fighting poverty throughout its region. So as United Way embarks on another campaign season heading into its 100th year, I take this opportunity to express my gratitude if you have ever joined the United Way race in fighting poverty. I am often reminded by our motto of living united of an old African proverb that states, if you want to go quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So until next time, I'm Dr. Owens, Managing Director of Financial Empowerment at United Way of Greater Philadelphia in Southern New Jersey. Hi, Sue Rocco here, host of Women to Watch. Are you a fan of the show? If so, be sure to sign up for our podcast at womentowatch.net so you never miss a show and can listen on your own time. That's women, the number two, watch.net, N-E-T. Now the Women to Watch, Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Your heart is a pump and blood flows from the upper chambers to the lower chambers. If the upper chambers quiver, the blood pools, forms clots, which can travel to your brain, eyes, kidneys, arms, or legs. This is called atrial fibrillation, the most common abnormal rhythm of the heart. In fact, by the time people reach age 40, one in four will have atrial fibrillation or AFib. This greatly increases your risk for a serious stroke, the kind that make you unable to walk or talk, dementia, and early death. Risk increases with age, more common in men, also with hypertension, diabetes, obesity, sleep apnea, thyroid disease, binge drinking, holiday heart syndrome, watch out on New Year's Eve, alcohol is toxic to your heart. It runs in families and in extra tall people. Symptoms, palpitations, fatigue, weakness or dizziness, lightheadedness, shortness of breath. Not all patients have symptoms. This is why a yearly physical is so important. Once we make the diagnosis, four areas of treatment. The most important issue, stroke prevention. So you may need a blood thinner. Control the rate. If your heart is beating quickly, 100 times a minute for weeks, you could develop heart failure. You may need meds to slow your heart rate. The rhythm. We want normal rhythm to control symptoms, palpitations, fatigue, shortness of breath. And if medicine doesn't work, we try ablation which scars and destroys the tissue in your heart that triggers the AFib. Some studies show ablation is four times more effective than meds. Risks you can control, obesity greatly increases risk of AFib, makes it harder to treat, brings greater risk of recurrent AFib after ablation, so weight loss has to be part of the strategy. Sleep apnea, if you snore, get a sleep study. Apnea means you stop breathing for several seconds at a time during sleep. Your oxygen levels drop, big risk. 
learn how to check your pulse. Lots of gadgets to check your pulse, like Apple Watches, Divas. Visit these websites, stopafib.org and upbeat.org, so you can sing, I got rhythm, I got mm-hmm. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks for being with us this evening. I'm having a really interesting conversation with Jessica Borden and Anya Profumo, the founders of Sidecar Pictures. And um, one of the projects you're working on, which I think is really cool because I'm all about short snippets of information and um, finding places I can go for inspiration that don't require too much time, right? Because all of uh, all of these women mm-hmm. are busy. Um, let's talk about The Fix. It's a mobile app providing consumable and exciting content, which would be under five minutes. So let's talk about the inspiration or the idea. Um, how did that come up? Um, well, we, so as Jessica had said, we had been working at this um, mobile platform that was focused on Gen Z, and it was all kind of short-form content at the time, and we had discussed with ourselves constantly about how we are on our phone just as much as all of these little teeny boppers are, and we're not excited about Snapchat and, and you know, TikTok and all that kind of, I mean, not as much. It certainly can take away a couple minutes of your time, but it's not going to, like, make my life better or make me learn anything or be exciting to me. And we thought, why isn't there something out this for our age group, for women over 30? So we yeah. thought we could make that ourselves. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it really is. Go ahead, Jessica. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, it was, it it. it the interesting thing is, it really is, as Anya said, from this app, but being on our phones, right? And social media is can can be wonderful, but can also be a drain. And we wanted to have an interstate entertainment source for our phones since we're on them. And that doesn't necessarily mean on the go, especially in a pandemic. It means delivering content and entertainment to women on their phones that they can watch in short snippets, even in a pandemic, even, you know, wherever it may be, not just, oh, here's something you might like, actually made for the phone with content that is specifically curated to a group of women, which is over 30, which can be, I feel, somewhat neglected when it comes to that. You know, I actually read, um, I think I, I read this on your, your website, just there's data that shows that once women turn 25, um, you know, they're apparently less relevant Right. Um, in, in the entertainment industry, <laughs> specifically, I will say, because I think we're all we're all relevant. But um, how do you hope how do you hope to change that with with the work you're doing? Anya, maybe we'll go to you. Yeah, well, I think that's all about the content. Right. So it's about uh, breaking these these norms that the industry has set up that you can't have uh a 45-year-old woman play the starring role as a romantic lead in a comedy or whatever. Um, and I think it's just the matter of changing that dialogue and, and letting that be something that we all want to watch because I would love to watch that. But, you know, this obsession with everyone having to be young and hot and white also, I mean, that is certainly a conversation that's coming up a lot lately, and it's about time. Um and, and I think, you know, bringing something like the fix to Fruit would allow that to happen because we want to, we want to like really have a broad scope of content creators 
on the platform of all, you know, races and ages, but particularly we want to put some some much needed attention into this older generation that seems to be like put out to pasture after 25 <laughs> or 30, which is just it's just a ridiculous thing that makes zero sense. Right. I do. I do think we're, you know, moving in the right direction. There's certainly a lot of things. Um, I, I think what's happening is the older generation is just speaking up and they're saying uh, we're not mm-hmm. done yet. Right. So <laughs> I um, I wanted to ask you both if either of you have experienced in your career gender bias or harassment. And if so, how did you handle it? Because I think we're able today to be so much more um, forthright in in our reaction to those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think I have absolutely experienced gender bias. But to be honest with you, I don't feel that I was um, educated enough at the time to be able to speak to that. I I think I just thought, oh, well. This is the this is the way it is. This is how I've been taught it is. So this is the way it is. So in terms of, you know, I, I know several men who have gotten significant opportunities over myself uh, when it could have been a male or female in a role, et cetera. And I think that's fine. I, I, but I at the time couldn't speak to, oh, this is a gender bias here. Why is this happening? Whereas now, because of some of despite, you know, how 2020 has been such a difficult year, there are some good things, and that is now it's a re-education of, oh, I didn't realize that. Now I have a name for it, and now I can be wiser and more savvy when it when it comes to that. Um, and luckily, I have been lucky to not experience harassment. I know several people that have, uh, but thankfully, I have not been on the receiving end of that. And Anya, how about you? I... Yeah, I would say for me, it was really interesting uh, having a startup. Um, so we got a lot of interest from people, uh, investors and whatnot. And we've had, um, you know, maybe 10 meetings, maybe a few few more than that. And it was very interesting to me that they were all men. I think we met mm-hmm. with one woman. And, and, and for me, that was a really big sign that something needs to shift because, you know, the only thing anything gets done is with, money is with power is with those type of people who can make things happen and the fact that they're all still primarily men is i think part of the problem uh that we're facing as women in this industry absolutely and and i'll tell you we've had some incredible women on the show who are uh, investing only in women-owned companies so that's a good that's good news as well that's fabulous Yeah. Stay with us. We're going into our last break. I'll be back with Jessica Borden and Anya Perfuma, the founders of Sidecar Pictures. Now, the women to watch. Tech Watch. Hi, I'm Mary Manso from Pathways Consulting Group. Do you have a smart home or smart devices connected to your home network and have concerns of privacy or hacking? By 2022, there'll be 63 million American homes that will be classified as a smart home. In addition to our computers and iPads, we're utilizing other smart devices like smart light bulbs, baby monitors, smart alarms, and more. And with these devices come great responsibility to ensure they're secure from the outside world. In an article on Wirecutter, I read, if a hacker can access your smart light bulb and toggle its setting to at home, they might also be able to control your alarm system, making it possible to disable an alarm to slip into your home undetected just by messing with your smart bulb settings. 
Smart home devices can also expose a home to other security nightmares like access to your wireless network. Some devices store your Wi-Fi password, giving a hacker access to your network's activity, allowing them to snoop on you entering credit card information while shopping online. Now, I know this all sounds scary, but rest assured, most hackers are not interested in the common household. They're typically after much grander things. However, you should take precautions. Smart home security starts with your router. This device serves as the main connection between your gadgets and the outside world, so lock your network down with a password, one that's unique and not shared with any other accounts or devices you have. Besides your home network, use unique passwords for everything, including shopping sites you visit. When selecting devices, stick with reputable brands because these companies have the resources to devote to testing and updating security. As an added security measure, reboot smart home devices once a week and update the software on these devices often. Having a smart home has many advantages and is extremely convenient, but I encourage you to do your research to ensure it's locked down and secure. For more information on this topic, email me at mary at pathwayscg.com. Introducing Pathways Consulting Group, a company that will align your IT needs with your business goals. Pathways is a full-service ServiceNow partner. What does that mean? It's simple. Pathways will collaborate and design, develop, and deploy solutions for your company today that will define tomorrow. Pathways will provide world-class enterprise service management solutions. Pathways Consulting Group. They listen. They care. They execute. Go to PathwaysCG.com. That's PathwaysCG.com. If you believe that family, charity, or money is deeply important for the greater good, Fortis Wealth and invite you to a highly personalized financial discovery process to help you visualize your financial legacy. It's not for everyone, but if you're willing to invest the time and thought, they can offer advice and strategies to help you accomplish your dreams. Fortis Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fortis Wealth, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Visit Fortis-Wealth.com today because tomorrow is waiting. Now the women to watch. Finance Watch. Hi, this is Terry, And this is Maggie. And we're from Fortis Wealth. Studies have shown that women are generally less aggressive than men when it comes to investing. But many women need to be more aggressive. They have a longer life expectancy than men, and their money simply needs to last longer. Being aggressive doesn't mean buying the latest hot stock or using sophisticated strategies. It does mean increasing your exposure to different types of stocks or equities. Historically, they earn a higher rate of return than other asset classes, such as bonds or cash, and they can increase the likelihood that your money will grow faster than the rate of inflation. Studies of gender differences in investment behavior show that in the long term, Female investors consistently outperform men, notably when markets are bad. Why? They tend to be more dispassionate than men when investing, and they trade less, reducing the risk of losses. One study indicates that one of the reasons for this difference may be pure biology, which leads men to take more risks when the markets rise and overreacting when markets slide. The investment approach generally favored by women is similar to the time-tested traditional approach often referred to as buy and hold. Purchase a promising investment and hold it for a long time, regardless of short-term market conditions. So keep these four principles in mind. First, rely on logic. Take your time and remember that long-term markets trend up and corrections are normal. Then remember asset allocation. The appropriate blend of stocks, bonds, and cash is more important than individual security selection. Figure out your goals and then allocate your assets accordingly. 
And don't try to time the market. No one can pick the exact time to buy or sell. Consistently buy what you can, what you can afford, and stick with it. Lastly, remember fees. All investments have costs associated with them, whether they are apparent or not. They can cause real drag on performance, so it's important to know what you are paying and why. Bottom line is, don't try to outsmart the market. Instead, let the market's long-term upward trend go to work for you on your behalf. This is Terry. And this is Maggie. Peace out. Now, more of Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I wanted to ask you about, you know, the issue of how really the news and our lives are really saturated with information. And I wanted to ask you both, where do you go for your own news and good reads? Uh, well, I, uh, you know, I am such a consumer of podcasts. I don't, so I have two small children and I don't have time to sit down and read. It's just not a luxury that I have these days. So <laughs> I put on the, I, it's just days on by. So I put on, a, I have a bunch of podcasts I listen to and I'll put them on in the morning. So I make sure I get my news uh, and then I flag um, and so I'll do that just on any podcasting platform, ones that I like. And I try actually to listen to media on the political spectrum of what I like and then also the opposing spectrum because I feel um, everybody writes with a bias. And I try to re- listen to both and kind of come to my own um, conclusion in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then I'll flag articles that I, uh, that I like. And, and that's kind of how I get mine. How about you, Anya? Yeah, I mean, I I love to read, but when I have time to read, which I have plenty of time because I'm a single woman, um, I like to read novels. But I, I, I too, listen to podcasts. That's how I, that's how I just have it, like, constantly on in the background. Every now and then I will I will watch the news, but it's just a little too acidic for me, to be honest. Like, I can't take it for very long. Right. Oh, my gosh. I hear you. Um, <laughs> by the way, you know, politics is will there be is there a plan for there to be political content, you know, both sides um, on the app? Or is it something you're well, going to, you know, is, shy away from? Right. As it is right now, and it's just in the startup uh, pre-seed funding phase is um we don't, we don't want it. We want everyone to be welcome, and we don't really want to dip our toe into that. And it doesn't mean down the line we, people couldn't be talking to us and saying we want this or we want that. But um, there could, there's certainly we plan to having a watch, read, and listen section. So in the read, absolutely editorials on both sides. But we want it to be short snippets of if you're someone who consumes by watching, by reading, or by listening. There's all all platforms there for you, all mediums, and you can go how you want. But I don't want right now, Anya, you can correct me if, if you're envisioning this differently. Um, but, um, no, I don't, we're not planning on having a, like another place for you to get news. It's supposed to be a place to give you a break, to kind mm-hmm. of help okay. give you a break from all of the monotony. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I second that. I think what's interesting about the two of you, again, is is um, the differences. We started out the show with you being from two different backgrounds, but also, Jessica, as you mentioned, you're a married mother mm-hmm. with children, and Anya, you're single with no children. So I would think that um, it, it's an advantage for the two of you to be able to come up with content that's a cross-section of women mm-hmm. um, in the country. Are you finding that to be the case? 
I I mean, I think it's a huge advantage for us uh, just because our perspectives on the world are incredibly different. And and it's it's so wonderful to write a story with with someone like that because you it's just eye opening and I get to learn so much. Um, well, I mean, go ahead, Anya, if you don't mind. I I also the the really wonderful thing is here. You know, when we go about our day-to-day lives, it's like, oh, you're a young mom with kids, so you're with the young mom with kids, so if you're a single woman, so you're over here. And when we talk about creating content, that's how it's made. This is made for the moms. This is made for the single women. Anya and I have been business partners now for quite a while, and we're very dear friends. And I can speak to firsthand, my social atmosphere is not limited to single moms. And I learn more and enjoy, enjoy my time working with Anya and being her friend. And it's not because she's a single woman. It's because of who she is. And I, so I think our partnership kind of forges a bridge to say, see, it's not a one-size-fits-all. We're not all in a box. There are mm-hmm. similarities. And right. we don't have to just be, you know, I'm going to hang out with the young mom so Anya, you're not allowed. Anya, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's looking at each other for who we are as opposed to the box we're placed in. Yeah, yeah, I love like that. Anyone, I love like, that. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, Jessica is not, like, she is the chicest, coolest lady I know. She is not just, like, a mom with, like, spit up on her shirt and, like, walking around. Like, it, it's <laughs> just funny that people even think of her like that. Uh, and, you know, I'm not sitting around, like, crying on Tinder every night. I make this up look cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you're doing, it, I mean, it's always interesting to me to find the commonality. So uh, we we all have different titles. We're from different places. But at the end of the day, we, I would say as human beings, not just women, have the same desires and, and yearnings, right, mm-hmm. for freedom and peace and, and joy in yeah. the world. And so, you know, that's something I think we all have in common. And we, sh- we really should stop putting everybody in boxes. Um, we just have a moment less, uh, left, and I was curious, how do you both handle um, disagreements? You know, as two women working together, uh, right, as, as business owners, what is your method for when you disagree? Uh, I guess I'll start. I, we, we disagree all the time. The, of, course, um, of, of course you're starting. <laughs> <laughs> We we disagree all the time, but uh, I think the truth of it is, and I don't know how this is the most uh, functional relationship that I see, seem to have, because we work together all the time and we disagree, but we really listen to each other. I will say, full stop, no, this is how it should be, and Anya might say, I disagree, and we will stop and truly listen to each other and come to, okay, we both are, are willing to back down because we both have this, are genuinely going for the same thing, so it seems... Uh, to work on it is there anything you want to yeah I mean I I I think if you aren't working with someone that you feel comfortable having a disagreement with then you're you're not in business like you're gonna Mm -hmm. have a problem right the fact that you know Jessica and I can have these disagreements and like sit and hash it out and respect each other enough to see each other's side and just both genuinely want to have the best resolution is why our company works. Yeah. Listen, that's great advice to end the show. And we'll be watching and, and uh, rooting for you. Uh, I hope this, this app comes to fruition and you continue to produce um, great content at Sidecar Pictures. Thanks so much for being with me. Thank you, Thank you Sue. Thank you for having me. appreciate it.
That's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch. Thanks so much to our watch team and our sponsors for helping us to bring you the real story behind their title. Have a great and safe week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. Announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.